was my wish to come to America, but I didn't expect it so early, honestly. Um, but when I got in contact with Bradley and with Lutz and they showed me everything about the club and the project, um, it was just amazing. Welcome to the City Voice podcast. I am joined by an incredibly special guest today, Eduard Leuven. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's, it's great to have you on finally. Um, how are you settling into St. Louis at the moment? Yeah, very good. Um, me and my wife, we feel very comfortable here. Um, I mean, the people here are making it very easy for, for us, uh, especially here in the club. So the two months right now have been very, very nice. Fantastic. Well, we're going to do a little bit of a profile for most people will know you because they'll be tuning into the app and seeing the exclusives every week. Um, uh, so you are a midfielder. Yes. Uh, you played for Kaiserslautern and Saarbrücken at uh, youth level. You landed your breakthrough at Nuremberg before landing a move to Hertha Berlin. Yes. You've had two loans at Augsburg and more recently Bochum. Uh, you've represented Germany at under 20, under 21 and at the Olympics where you scored an absolute screamer of a free kick. Yes. Correct? Yes, correct. Uh, and you joined St. Louis City this July. Yes, Correct. Brilliant. Okay, we're going to get into a, a, a very serious part of the podcast nice and early on. Uh, this is the getting to know you section. What is your preferred nickname? Uh, Edu. Edu. Okay, everyone needs to remember that. Um, your favorite restaurant in St. Louis? Uh, that's very tough. I've been to a few restaurants with my wife and we think uh, the restaurants here are very nice. Um, so I, I can't say that. Can't pick, can't, no, pick can't pick one. Can't pick one. Can't pick one. Who is the best player uh, you've played against or with? Um, with, I would say maybe in the Olympic Games with uh, Max Kruse. Um, he's a great player. And against, I mean, I played, I played against very many great players, Bayern, Dortmund. Um, but I would say Thiago Alcantara. When I played against him, it was crazy because he I was one-on-one -on -one against him the whole time and it was like, I couldn't get the ball, no way. He was always, if I thought, I got him now, he's always getting out of pressure. Was a, He's a great player, yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a good name. Um, favorite player of all time, but it cannot be Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, for sure, Zinedine Zidane. Yeah, I'm since since I grew up, I'm a big fan of Real Madrid. And my father, he doesn't know much about soccer, but I don't know somehow he liked Zinedine Zidane, and so uh, me, and my brother as well. And so Zidane was all, always a great player and favorite player for us. Amazing. Your favorite video game? Um, I mean, I would say the first time I was FIFA, then it switched to Call of Duty, um, Fortnite. Right now, I'm playing a little bit Fortnite. <laughs> PS5 or Xbox? Uh, no, on the PC. On the oh, PC gamer? Yeah. Serious. But with a controller. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I get it. Um, secret skill that nobody knows about? I don't know. Big secret. I really don't know. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, we can move on to an easier one. Yeah. Yeah. Cat or a dog? For sure, cat. For sure, I mean, cat. I, I love dogs, but I have a cat, so he would be mad at me if I say dog, you know. Did you yeah. bring your cat over from Germany? Yeah, yeah. He is here. He's oh, here. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. There needs to be more cat people at this club. So it's a very dog-heavy club. 
Um, so I'm glad to see that you, you're into the cats. Yeah. Um, and then this final one. This is a difficult one. We spoke about it in the green room before. Favorite dinosaur? Uh, T-Rex. T-Rex. Yeah. Solid choice. Solid choice. Okay. Uh, we're going to move into the next section. We're going to find out a little bit about you growing up. Um, so you grew up in, in Germany. Like, how, how was that? Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I mean, my brother and my sister, they were born in Siberia and Russia. Um, so my family is originally from Germany, went to Russia because of the war and came back to Germany as, uh, then again. So I was born in Germany and I had a very, very nice childhood. Uh, thank God. And also thank, uh, my, ch my parents because they, um, were working a lot to, um, yeah, be the best parents for us uh, possible. So I had a great um, childhood. Fantastic. You mentioned that your dad wasn't a big soccer fan. Was your, Did you come from a soccer family? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. My father was like in Russia, they played uh, sometimes hockey. And um, so he, he was not into soccer, but I don't know. Germany is very, soccer is the most popular sport there. And I started uh, to play soccer when I was five years old. But my parents told me like, when I was two, three years old, I always want to kick the ball. So I don't know. I loved soccer from the beginning. Um, were you always a midfielder growing up or did you play um, in different positions? I mean, when I was young, it was like everybody was running everywhere, like chickens on the field. <laughs> so nobody uh, cared for that. But when I played in, um, I was getting a professional as a central defender. And um, in Nuremberg, I was playing like really in every position. So when we... Uh, we're playing, uh, facing the next opponent. The op uh, opponent never knew where I'm going to play. <laughs> so I played right back, left back sometimes, central defender, striker, winger, but I would go 100% for sure for uh, central midfielder. That's my favorite position. Um, um, at what point growing up did you realize that you p possibly have what it took to be a professional footballer? Was there like a moment? Uh, honestly, um I thought at one point that uh, I'm not going to make it because I had a tough, um, tough time in Kaiserslautern. Um, I was normally always the captain of the team. I was also playing with the uh, one year, uh, one year older with the 96 uh, age. So, and then when I was 18, 19, I had some issues with the coaches. So I didn't play uh, a lot. So I was always on the bench in the, I would say, most important time before getting a professional. So that's why I took the step to Zabrücken. was normally a step back, but I played in the under-19s Bundesliga, the highest level, and then I went to Nuremberg. So in, when I was 18 years old, I thought, this is it. I thought maybe this, this is the, the end of my career and I won't make it a professional, but in the end, yeah, it worked out. So you, you get your first professional contract like how how exciting is that for you did you w were you thinking that maybe it wasn't going to happen yeah i moved from zabrücken to nuremberg and then after two two weeks um i trained with the professionals already um they were playing in the second league in germany back then and um yeah it was very very quick everything after i think seven eight months i was doing my first game with the professionals and then everything went like my career went like a rocket. Um, yeah, I um, made my first games professional. Then I got my contract. 
Then I um, got to play with the under-20s national team Germany, then the under-21s, and then we got directly in the first season. We immediately went to the first league with Nuremberg. So the the start of my career was was great. Yeah. What was the biggest thing that you learned in your first season as a professional footballer? Um, I think uh, dealing with the pressure was one thing. Um, a lot of people watching you. Um, I remember, I don't know if it was the third or fourth game, uh, we played against Bielefeld. It was 0-0. I talked about it uh, with a teammate um, uh, before. Um, and it was 0-0. I think it was the 18th, 18th uh, minute. And then uh, I did a huge mistake uh, in the midfield. I lost the ball. Normally it was a foul. The referee didn't whistle. In the end, he scored. We conceded the goal, lost uh, 1-0. And it was like my whole whole world was smashing to the ground. You know, I thought like uh, I was battling with it one, two weeks with the pressure, you know, because I knew this game was on my, uh, my behalf that we lost it. Yeah. When you make a mistake like that, like how how do you deal with it, or is it just experience and going at it again? Um, I mean, it's experience for sure. Um, it's also people who are helping you. My coach was was very nice. Um, he was helping me through that, and um, yeah, I, I believe in Jesus. That's the most important thing in my life. Um, I uh, believe in everything what the Bible says. So that's one thing how I handle everything, and that's what uh, makes me as a person because this is um yeah the most important thing about me and so i think this is also a thing how i handle things like this because i know i want to give everything in soccer i want to get the best out of me but i still know this is soccer is not everything yeah so you then get a big move to hertha berlin um like a, a big famous german side um what what drove the decision to to make the move um, yeah, as I said already, um, my beliefs for sure, because I was praying over it and I had the decision to go to Augsburg or to Hertha Berlin. And then in the end, I made the decision to go to Hertha. Um, things were not going like I thought it's going to be. So it was a tough time there, but um, I think I ma made still the best out of it. It changed a lot uh, of my character, you know, and um, yeah, as I said, Sports-wise, it wasn't like I expected um, because I didn't play so much, and then I had to. Then I went on loan for uh, to Augsburg, but uh, I would do it again like this. Still, if it wasn't uh, that good as I expected. Yeah, lots, lots of um, lots of the biggest names in soccer take low moves. Um, like it really says something about the mentality when players really own that. And um, your last season with Bochum. Was a was a success. Like, talk to me about um, like what you learned during that period of time um, playing for them. Um, yeah, for me it was very important just to to keep keep playing again, game after game. That, that was the most important thing for me. And we had a great season with uh, Bochum. I uh, think nobody expected us to play such a great season. And um, yeah, for me, it was just the most important part just to to get into re, into the game again, to play again uh, and constantly. And um, yeah, so I think this this was a was a great uh, step and um, I'm very thankful for it. So you have a great season at Bochum. You've got the opportunity to do something different. Um, Lutz calls. 
Um, talk us uh, firstly. Talk us through uh, what's what's you been your experience with Lutz? Was it? Did you hear from him the first time this year, or you know, had you seen him around uh, Germany previously? Yeah, this is the third time now. He's telling me this all the time because he tried to sign me uh, twice before. Um, and honestly, I didn't know about it that he wanted to sign me the first time. I didn't know that it was him. He was working for Hoffenheim. I played in Kaiserslautern in the under 16th and he wanted to take me to Hoffenheim, but in the end it didn't work out. And then um, when I made the loan, uh, wait, went on loan to Augsburg, it was a decision between Augsburg and Düsseldorf and he was the sport director at Düsseldorf. And he wanted to sign me so so badly and he tried it so hard. And um, honestly, when I think back now, Düsseldorf was after that doing a great job. But I thought maybe when I go to Düsseldorf, I go down with them. Maybe this wouldn't be so so good for me, for my career as well. So, um, yeah. And this is the third time now third he's time trying lucky. to sign me. And uh, yeah, I thought I can uh, let this guy hang a third time. So... so um Coming to the MLS is a is a, a growing trend of like good you know top European players uh, taking their career over here. Did you ever expect to come to America? And like, what was the what was the attraction with MLS for you? Um, it was my wish to come to America, but I didn't expect it so early, honestly. Um, but when I got in contact with Bradley and with Lutz, and they showed me everything about the club and the project. Um, it was just amazing, you know. When when I saw it, I was like, I don't know, very, very good. And I was very impressed. And um, so I made a decision now to come here. And I think this is the best time to come because the MLS is just growing so fast. And you see, it's not only um, old players who are retiring who come here. Like the years before, right now, they are coming even, even young players. Like, for example, from Barcelona, um, Ricky... Ricky. Uh, yeah, he's coming and so so many other players, talented players, young players. So I think this is the best time to to come here to the MLS. When you uh, w- were you flown over to America to see the place before you joined? Um, no, no, honestly, no? no. I didn't see something about St. Louis. I didn't know something about St. Louis. I've been to Orlando before. Um, we've been to training camp with Hertha Berlin in Orlando in the Florida area and it was very nice and then I was always very very interested in America what's uh what was the your favorite part about America so far what's uh has anything surprised you um I would say um because of my beliefs what, what I like here and how open they handle everything and uh also um yeah, that America is very open with, with the Bible, with beliefs and everything. So this is a part for sure which I like the most. And also like America, I don't know, I would say the people are just so so nice, so open. And it's it's pretty easy to get in a conversation with people because they are not so reserved like I experienced that maybe in, for example, in Germany. So I want to talk... Um in this next section, a little bit about the type of player you are. So I was doing some digging around on the internet before this, and uh, there's a there's a great site um, called uh, FB Ref, and it takes the data of all the midfielders in the top five leagues in Europe, and it apportions a score to each player. So before you tell us what sort of a midfielder you are, um, you were in the 93rd percentile for pressures, so you're a, an aggressive player. Um, 
you are in the 78th percentile for progressive passes, um, 80, uh, 85th percentile for touches, um, but you really go to the, high, the highest of levels. You're the 97th percentile for shot-creating actions, uh, 97th percentile um, for expected assists. Um, like these are, these are exciting numbers uh, for me, just the, doing the research and you. Like, can you tell the fans of St. Louis City what sort of a midfielder can they expect to see on that pitch next March? Um, yeah, I would say I'm a box-to-box player. Um, and I think the most important uh, thing for me is I love to have the ball as, as often as possible, as many touches as possible. So I love to have ball possession and, um, yeah, and also try to, to come into the dangerous area where I can maybe make an ass- assist or, um, yeah, score a goal. Um, I would also recommend that anybody listening to this podcast um, – Google um, some of your free kicks because uh, set pieces are your speciality. Um, talk us about uh, talk to us about how you practice them. Is is that like a part of your sort of daily routine when you train? Yeah, I remember um, when I was playing in Kaiserslautern, for example, I was practicing free kicks every day. Um, my goalkeeper, he was already tired of it because I wanted to train it, uh, practice it every day after training, and uh, so this was a. Um, yeah, very important thing for me to to always practice free kicks. But I think because I think there are so many opportunities with set pieces uh, where you can score a goal. So um, yeah, I think this is this is uh, one of my qualities. I think. Do you um, look at other players and their free kick styles? Because I notice some of your free kicks are the sort of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo punched free kicks that dip yeah. over the wall. Is that like? Do you get inspiration from any other players when um, thinking about your set pieces? Yeah, for sure, hundred uh, percent. I was always a big fan of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, I love the free kicks, for example, from Gareth Bale. The way he's uh, hitting it because he's the ball is going like very. Um, the curve he's hitting um, and I was always very um, it was very hard for me to to choose between these uh, two because sometimes um, for example my first free kick goal uh, as a professional I scored like this uh, to um, yeah like more the, the knuckle ball and then I got more into it like the curve ball so and sometimes I'm very between in between to choose between these two because sometimes if you are like very close to the goal and if you can hit it like um, more like a knuckle ball that the ball is going down, maybe sometimes that's that's better. But it's tough to decide sometimes. And when you so you're obviously great at free kicks that are like 25, 35 yards out. Will you be responsible for set pieces from outside the box? Like do you do you rate your delivery into the box for crosses? as well yeah i think so uh, i mean in the past i was uh making set pieces uh, many times in the clubs i played so i think so yeah um and is ball striking like your ball striking ability is uh like you hit outrageously powerful shots should fans be expecting you to pop up with a few goals in in open play this season i hope so i hope so i i will try my best brilliant um you mentioned Bradley Carnell earlier, like young, charismatic um, manager starting his his first job. Um, have you been impressed talking to Bradley and has he given you a plan of what he's expecting from you this season? Oh yeah, absolutely. I talked to him many times and um, 
I mean, he, he's for sure a great coach, but what I like even more in the time uh, I get to know him more is his character. The, um, yeah, the way he's talking, the way he's thinking, he's a very humble person. And um, yeah, I like him a lot. And I think we, we can have a great season with him. Does he set expectations from you? Does he say, you know, does he tell you what he wants from you as a midfielder? And like, is that coming through in your training sessions with him at the moment? Yeah, I mean, uh, for sure, that's one one reason he signed me because of the qualities he's uh, he sees in me. But uh, otherwise, I think I have to um, get better in so many things. Uh, I have to get more into the system we want to play, and he wants to play aggressive, to play play on pressure, to um, put the most pressure on the opponents. So I have to get more into this, and that's what what uh, he is expecting from me for sure. And also, I think what he's uh, what he was saying to me a lot of uh, many times to to lead the team, to to be a leader in the group. Um, I think this is also one thing I I have to do more. Brilliant. And uh, we are sitting in this beautiful training facility right now. Um, you've played you've played at a, a number of clubs um, in Germany. How does this uh, how does the this training facility match up to where you've been before? Um, I mean, in Nuremberg, the the facility was also very nice. It was uh, pretty new, and um, I liked it a lot there. But I would say this facility is the the best I've ever uh, been in because it's very new. The stadium, the style, it, the the way it looks, it's just amazing. It's it's very unique. Yeah. What's your favorite? piece of equipment in here or like favorite room to go in is that do you have a favorite um wow that's that's hard to say um i mean the last couple of weeks i've been injured so i spend a lot of time in the physio room um yeah th- there's a, qu- a quiet room directly uh, next to to our locker room uh, never seen this before and i like this sometimes i want to like have have a little bit of privacy and then i go in there it's it's very nice nice um, you've also played in a lot of great stadiums. You mentioned, uh, you know, you played in Munich, you've played a, at Dortmund. Um, have you spent much time in um, the new facility? Um, yeah, I mean, I've been a couple of times in a stadium. Um, it's not so big, not so, so many people, but sometimes that's better because of the atmosphere when it's very tight and everything. Um, but as I said, the, the style, the stadium looks, I've... Very rarely such such a nice stadium like this. Have you um, trained on the on the pitch? Um, just a little bit, just some rehab, just yeah. some running, but not uh, yeah with the team. Fantastic. Um, you attended um, to watch, and you did play in some City Two games this season. Um, what did you think of the fans in attendance at those games? Yeah, I think they they have been great. Um, as you saw uh, the way they were supporting us uh, very positive and I think it's also um, a credit of them that that the team made it so far and uh, it's also very I don't know very interesting to see everything because it's a new club it's a new expansion team everything is new new fans Um, I think this is a great uh, yeah will be great atmosphere in the stadium and just in the whole city I can see if I see some people they are talking about soccer and you see they are so excited to see us to play in the MLS and that's uh, very nice yeah do noisy enthusiastic fans help you as a player like is it part of you know the excitement of coming yeah. to game day 
I would say so for sure. Um, especially sometimes in a few actions, when you do a good action, you know, you do a great pass or a great tackling, and the fans are like uh, noisy. For sure, the, this uh, pushes you hundred um, percent. Uh, for example, when I played in Bochum, the stadium was pretty small, but the atmosphere there was just great. And, yeah. that, and you feel that as a player, you hear that on the pitch. Oh yeah, for sure. I'd be excited to hear that. Um, did you enjoy working with um, John Hackworth through the the City Two project? Oh yeah, for sure. He's also um, pretty like Bradley, very humble, very. I don't know. Sometimes um, I have to to think about that. He's my coach because he's so also you know um, he has a good middle between tension um, between being serious and being still like normal with players joking around a little bit. He's a very nice guy, and I think. We will. I think we have a great, great stuff team as well. Brilliant. Um, playing in America is different to um, playing in Germany. Like the distances that you have to travel, the geographies and the climates that you have to deal with. Um, what, what do you think about the away day experience next year? Are you are you preparing for that? Um, like, have you thought much about you know that you're being could be in Colorado one week and then you could be in LA the next like how does that factor in your thinking yeah it's it's just amazing when I think about being in all these great cities America is such a huge country and it has so many different spots um, and this will be a nice experience for sure but I think it will be also very important to be as professional as possible um, to recover very quick and to take care of, uh, of my body because of all the traveling all the different time zones as well and um, yeah, this will be different for sure. Are there any teams that you are looking forward to playing in MLS? Is there like a city that you've always wanted to go to, like where you're going to get a little bit of extra time to go and see a site or something? Yeah, I mean, I've been to New York now with my wife uh, one week ago. It was very nice. I wanted to see New York for sure. I, I want to see Miami, um, LA uh, for sure. And also LA has some some great players in the team. So um think LA uh, FC playing against them will be a great experience for me yeah fantastic um Bayer Leverkusen are coming to St. Louis in November it will be the first game at City Park um firstly could you tell the fans a little bit about Bayer Leverkusen um having played against them yourself and then could you tell us like how excited are you about that curtain raiser yeah, I think it's a little bit more excited for me because of the coach they have right now because I was always supporting Real Madrid. I was always watching him, admiring Xabi Alonso. He's a great, uh, he was a great player. Um, and uh, especially Leverkusen is uh, one of the best uh, clubs in Germany. A lot of ball possession, the way they play, it's just very, very nice. They play a very nice uh, football. So um, I think this will be a great game and a great experience for the players as well, especially in the stadium the first time in front of our fans. I think everybody's so excited for this game. Is there a player the the City fans should look out for? The in Leverkusen? Yeah. Um well that's that's a tough question because they have so many good players. Um for sure uh Patrick Schick, uh, the striker, um Demirbay is a great player. Uh Diaby on the winger, Frimpong I think these are all players I played against and which are just, yeah, amazing. Fantastic. Um, so we're closing out the podcast now. Um, I'd love to ask you, 
what success for you personally looks like in the first season um, next year? Um, honestly, my goal, and I don't want to be like um, too enthusiastic and to f- maybe go too far, but I think um, the goal would be to to get into the playoffs. Um, I mean, it will be a little bit tough. We have to get more into the, the league and everything, and it will take us a few months. But um, I think this is a realistic goal to to reach the playoffs, yeah. It's pretty exciting, City fans. Um, thank you so much for your time. Um, you've been incredible. Uh, I think that that's given a lot for the fans to digest. We hope that we can have you on next season when you've played a few games. Edu, thank you so much for giving us your time there. That was a brilliant interview. And if you enjoyed listening to this, get onto your app, give us a five-star review and say how much you enjoyed listening to uh, that Edu podcast because hopefully he'll come back uh, next season. Thank you. Thank you.